Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Jason and John on Memphis's Sports Station, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Who that? Who that? Who that man? This what you've been waiting for. I mean, the game was all bad just a week ago. Rappers was listening, I ain't hating no, cause now I'm getting hot enough to put one and stay at home. And she can't tell the difference. I've been through hell conditions, wishing for air conditioning, feeling God was never listening. Now I'm on television. And did I fail the mission? Your girl is tired of missionary, boy, you fell the mission. Speaking of positions, just witness how I elevated. Real, if you celebrated, finger poke whoever hated. My life accelerated, but had to wait my turn, then I redecorated. That means my table's turn. Live life, might as well. Only way to learn is try and fail. Clients are the only way to earn. So if you're selling, or if you're selling rap, make sure it's mean so the fiends keep on selling back. Who that? Who that? I got that flame. Who that? Who that? I got that flame. Who that? Who that? I got that flame. So don't worry about, don't worry about my name. I got a flame. Who that? Who that? All right. Where? Who that? You're rolling with Jason and John. We're here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Catch us in the Odyssey app always. Really easy to find us here on the show. And obviously this has been a, uh, a very difficult week for uh, the show. It has been a very difficult week for uh, the station because we are dealing with a, a brother who is grieving. Um... Jason Smith will not be in today. I'm hopeful that uh, he will at some point um, get back in uh, this week and have a chance to to talk about his mom, Hope Smith, who sadly passed away yesterday morning. Um, just as the show was getting underway, um, and I just I want to read uh, just his post, and I know in, in time he will he will be uh, more than happy to to talk about her. But in the meantime, this is uh, this is what Jason writes on Facebook: My beloved mom, Hope Smith, passed away in Gastonia, North Carolina, at 11:24 a.m. on Tuesday, a couple of hours before my brother and I arrived from Memphis. We didn't get to tell her goodbye for the last time, like I'd hoped to be able to do. But I know she knows how much my brother and I loved and cherished her, the never-ending love she provided, and the rock she was for our family. Can't thank you all enough for the prayers and encouragement the last couple of days. I know she's in a much better place now, feeling the comfort and peace we prayed for. No more pain. God is good all the time, especially through these times. He lifts us up and he holds us up, and I thank him for her and all that she was to us. Love you, Mom. I'll hold you close to my heart forever. Um, it, it, I mean, it is, it, is, uh, it is a remarkably impossible thing, um, you know, to, to deal with. And I have not, thankfully, had to, to deal with that yet. Obviously, at some point, we all are faced with it. Um, I don't think that makes it any easier you know there is a there is a beauty and there is a cruelty to the circle of life, um, and and I'm uh, again I'm I'm hurting for my brother, and uh, texted with him a little bit yesterday. Uh, you know you just don't know like what's the you know what's the right approach? Is it is it just to sort of 
you know, give them the space? Is it to, you know, reach out? So I reached out to him and, and, um, you know, he, he basically said he's, he's still in the twilight zone. And I think that's the part of it that, uh, you know, I mean, she, his mom had plans. His mom, you know, was not sick in that way. Um, and, and it, it happened in, in a flash, in the blink of an eye. And, you know, I think that's the part that uh, is, is really difficult for, for everybody, you know, to process. So, um, again, um, rest in peace to Jason's lovely mother. She raised a, an unbelievable, an unbelievable guy. And I think that is, and I know J- uh, Jason's brother uh, just a little bit, but um, two unbelievable guys based on what I know. Um, Jason is, <laughs> Jason is truly, uh, he's one of the best people that I know. Um, when we got this show, this just sort of tells you the, the type of person Jason is and the type of man that Hope Smith raised. When, uh, when we got this show, maybe, I don't know, three or four days after it was all announced, um, my dad got into a bad car accident and got a DUI. It was a hell of a, it was a hell of a dynamic there where you're trying to, you know, celebrate something that you really, really worked for and that you dreamed of. And then, <laughs> you know, three days later you get that news. Um, but man, Jason was the first person I called and he told me right then and there, man, you gotta, you gotta get on your knees and you gotta pray and you gotta pray about it. And, you know, man, I did, I did. And, uh, I don't know. I just, I just think that's the kind of thing that, you know, defines um, people and parents is is the kids that they raise and leave behind. And and I know I know this, I know that my brother Jason Smith is one of the best. <laughs> I I really do, and I miss him, and I can't wait to see him again. I can't wait to give him a hug. Um, and and again, I I can tell you too. For everybody that's uh, that's listening, how much your words have meant to him. Um, he told me yesterday that he has been just blown away by all of the people, all of the outreach. Um, and so I would encourage you to continue to do that. Uh, if you care about him, if you care about this show, please reach out to him. Don't be afraid. I think, he again, he, he loves to hear uh, from, from people here. Um, listeners of the show, um, I think it, I think it's helping him through a through a, a very difficult time where he's having a really hard time processing. Um, so anyway, uh, Jason, again, we love you, um, and we're we're here for you, and we can't wait to see you um, when you get back to Memphis, and can't wait to wrap our arms around you. Rest in peace, to Hope Smith. All right, here's what we have coming up on the show today. Mark Giannato is going to join us at 1125, uh, and we'll talk to him uh, about Memphis basketball as it gets underway. Uh, obviously, uh, practice has begun. Student Madness is coming up, so we'll get into all of that with him. Grizz Media Day, lots to get to with Mark Giannato. We'll do that at 1125. 1225, Adam Chernoff, my buddy from Right Angle Sports, is going to hop on, and we will get the latest. Get the latest on the NFL betting markets this week. Um, one release from them so far this week, that was the Pittsburgh Steelers at plus four and a half. Uh, we'll get into why on earth they like the Steelers <laughs> because that is, uh, that, 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 I, I'm having a hard time keeping these Gators down on that one. I don't really get it, but we'll talk to, uh, we'll talk to Adam about all of that, uh, at 12 25 and then around one, one fifteen or so my man, Norton heard the fourth team uh bad program director and coach is gonna pop up in here and we got a lot to talk about we got some decisions that are coming up for memphis basketball recruiting we got uh moves around the nba we got other big time recruits that are whittling down their decisions so we're gonna get into all of that with him 
at 125 or so in studio. Connor Dunning's in the building, Mr. League Pass. Thanks for being here, Connor. Uh, real quick, you know, I'm in these, uh, you know, I'm in these these chats and these groups, and you know, when it comes to like the the sharp sports betters, and I can tell you, and I know you'll really love to hear this, that the Grizzlies are becoming and have become the darling of the the sharp betters. Have they really? This offseason, oh, they love them. They love the Grizzlies this year. Uh, people are betting them to win their division. They're betting them to win the championship. They're betting Jaron Jackson Jr. to win the MVP. They're they're uh, they just they they're eating up the Grizzlies this year. Um, and 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 you know, look, I posted about it last night on Twitter. Um, the best price on regular season wins is over at SuperBook, and that's forty five and a half. And I think they're going to probably smash that. I don't think that's going to be very close. I think that's a you know that's a fifty win team probably again even with Jaws' absence. I mean, they just have too many pieces that are coming back. Desmond Bain's healthy. Now you're telling me Steven Adams is good to go. You know what I mean? Like, that's uh, that's a beautiful thing. So uh, just an aside there, uh, people are loving the Grizzlies right now um, in the offseason, which bodes well. I mean, those are the kind of people whose opinions I respect. Uh, and so uh, good news all around. All right, speaking of uh, the betting odds, I have always been wondering, basically for the entire offseason, and it, it was like the last conference to post, um, what do odds makers make of this conference race in the AAC in college basketball? Uh, we're, getting, we're underway with practice. we got student madness coming up. Season's going to be here before you know it. Um, we all assume that it's a, a, a two-team race in the AAC. I think we all knew, knew that, but, you know, how close – is it between FAU and Memphis, and 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 what's that going to look like again in terms of the market? I mean, these are these are really uh, it doesn't always go this way. It doesn't always happen like that. But it's always a really good sort of indicator before the season starts. Where are the people whose careers and livelihoods, you know, where they depend on these numbers being accurate? What do they think? What's their um, interpretation of the AAC race? Um, and we have an answer. It's the first answer that I've seen. It's over at Caesars. Caesars has posted uh, AAC odds. No surprise, FAU is the favorite. FAU is plus 180 is the favorite. Uh, Memphis is second, and they assigned plus 350 odds, so basically 3.5 to 1 for Memphis to win the AAC. And, you know, I think um, – I think that's probably right on Memphis. Uh, I think the, you know, the 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 real challenge that I have is that it's 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 one of those it, it it's it's it, there's two sides to it. One, if if I know that DeAndre Williams is playing right, if I know he's going to get his you know his appeal, um, you know, approved and he's going to be able to play, then all of a sudden three and a half to one is incredible value. Right. I mean, you're bringing back. You know, a, a seventeen and nine guy. You're bringing in another high level point guard. You added a big man in Jordan Brown who was dominant. Um, yeah, like I'll absolutely like. I'll, there's no doubt that you know at three three and a half to one, that's great value. You know, that's going to happen. I think that's you know, I don't know exactly what the percentages are on that um, in terms of probabilities, but that uh, whatever it is, I'll take that. Right. Um, tell me. If you tell me that DeAndre Williams is not eligible, I think that then sort of you're you're kind of stuck with a bad number um, because the challenges for Memphis, especially without DeAndre Williams, are 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 going to be as they often are defining roles and and, I, and it feels like a a theme we say this sort of every year for the most part, other than last year. You know, last year was kind of the first year where everybody knew what they needed to be. They added Kendrick Davis, who was the player of the year. It was obvious. He was going to be the point guard. He was going to be the leading scorer. You know, he was going to be the bucket getter. When, when, when uh, the shot clock was winding down or when the play was breaking down, he was going to be the guy that made it happen. Um, and now my concerns are that I feel like you have like four guys that think they're that guy. You know, like you have Javon Quinterly. You have – David Jones, you have Caleb Mills, you have Jordan Brown. I think those four, if you just pull them aside, like, hey, are you the are you the guy that the play's getting drawn up for? Yeah, 
They're all going to say the same thing. So I think that is where, you know, management of this roster is really going to come in uh, for, for Memphis. And, you know, again, I really I, – for this Memphis team to – to be and, and, and reach its potential, um, there needs to be continuity. And DeAndre Williams is the best example of that. I mean, he's he's a guy that, like, Penny's going to be able to trust. It's going to be an extension to him on the floor who's won games. Like, I, I don't think you can overstate the value of DeAndre Williams. Forget the foul trouble. Forget the, the you know, he's somebody that sort of knows the standard and he knows – uh, it, it also commands the respect, right? Right. right. Like, he's gonna, like, these new guys coming in are going to sort of look at him like, all right, he's, he's been here. So when he speaks, we're going to listen. All right, so remove him from the equation. Now you have nobody that's been here. Everybody's kind of coming. I mean, you want to say Jaden Hardaway? Like, nobody's going to listen to Jaden Hardaway, right? He's, I mean, it's just, it just is what it is. Like, you don't have that. You won't be able to marry that experience with the production. And that's what DeAndre Williams has that nobody else on this roster has in terms of being a Tiger, in terms of being at Memphis. Um, and so I think it's – I think, they, like, they'll find production. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about finding 17-9. and nine. Like, they'll – you know, whether it's Jordan coming off the bench or, uh, you know, David Jones or whatever. Like, I'm really not worried about the production piece of it. I worry about the hierarchy part of it. That's the part that concerns me. It's like – because ultimately it's a lot of new dudes, you know, and everybody that chose Memphis did so with an expectation to play, to get minutes, to do X, Y, and Z. And now what you're going to have to do, as every coach has to do, when you have that many newcomers, is you're going to have to sort of draw some lines. You're going to have to say, hey, this is so-and-so's, this is so-and-so's. Difficult conversations have to happen. Um, like That was the case in 2021-22, and it was a mess. It was a disaster. You know, Amani Bates was the point guard, and then he wasn't. Then he left the team. Uh, Landers Nolly didn't like it. DeAndre Williams didn't like it. Um, you know, you had sort of a divide there because it wasn't done well in terms of before the season started, you know, Penny kind of left it open-ended. He kind of went out of his way to protect the young guys. Veterans got, you know, they were miffed by that. So it's like, you know, it has, it's possible Penny learned from that, right? It's possible that uh, that was a, an example. Penny said, okay, we went through that. It didn't go well. Now I know what I have to do. It's very possible. But that's going to have to happen, right? That's going to have to happen in terms of you have eight, nine guys that are new, eight, nine guys who have similar levels of experience and talent. And if they can do that, then, yeah, I think Memphis absolutely has a chance to win this league. But that's what FAU doesn't have to do. That's the difference. We can argue, I think, pretty fairly that they had a fluke run. Yeah. I mean, we can make that argument pretty easily. They shouldn't have even gotten past Memphis. And I often I often say, like, if Memphis had been credited with that timeout. Everything changes. Like, yeah, like, FAU's not a top 25 team. No. FAU's not a, a, a favorite in the league. Like, like we're, they're just not. It's just, you know, it's all framed by that, you know, run. And, and again, they did win games. They, they did beat Tennessee, you know. Um, they, they, they earned their right to the, to the Final Four, you know. Uh, so, they, so they earned that piece of it. But there is an argument that it never should have happened in the first place, that they should have never even had a chance to punch their ticket to the Final Four. Um, they beat Kansas State. I mean, again, they earned that. But I think that's the – you know that's the 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 key distinction between these two teams. It's not a talent issue. It, it's really not. It's it's rarely about that. Honestly, it's about one team unequivocally knows who it is. That's FAU. That's because everybody's back. They lost like one dude. They lost like their sixth man. Everybody else is back, and they really don't have a bunch of newcomers. Um, so they know exactly who they are coming off of a, of, a, of a deep worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Run in March, coming off of, you know, again, everybody returning. Memphis, on the other hand, upgraded at some positions. I'd say they upgraded at several positions. Um, slight, maybe very slight downgrade at point guard, I would say, because the scoring's not quite there with, with Quinterly, but still very, very good. Very slight. I don't think it's noticeable. Um, but also way more ambiguous in terms of how it's going to play, right? Who's going to be the leading scorer um, and, 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 and all of those things that sort of fall underneath that. So I think that's sort of the when – you, when you handicap this race in the AAC, and look, I, I, I would love for this to be the first year that Memphis wins it. It's time. You know, it's time for Memphis to win the AAC regularly. They've never done it. So it's time for Memphis to do it. Um, but I just don't know if, unfortunately, you know, the, the stars are aligning um, based on those things. DeAndre's in the fold. I'll, I'll listen to that. I think it's very real. But without him, I just think it's a, a little too tough a road to hoe um, with all those question marks concerns. Still think they're a tournament team, but FAU is, a you know, again, a top-10 team. I mean, that's, that's what you're up against. They're replacing Houston. I mean, that, that's how I think of them, at least for, for this season. So, anyway, that's the first I've seen. FAU plus 180, Memphis plus 350 to win the AAC. There you have it. That's what the market thinks about uh, the AAC race. College basketball going to be here before you know it. All right, we'll come back. Mark Giannato is going to join us on the other side. We'll talk to him about this. Grizzlies, Memphis football, more. Stick around. Jason and John, 90 FM, ESPN. Now, back to the Jason and John Show, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on Memphis's Sports Station, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Is the sports columnist for the commercial appeal. That's Mark Giannato. Joins us every single Wednesday here in studio. Catch him from 2 to 4 uh, right here on 99 FM ESPN. He joins us now. All right. Like, what are you um, – there's there's sort of a lot converging now, right? We have Memphis football rolling. October, November, if you're in, in Memphis. Yes. And you're into sports is the busiest time of the it year. It is. It's starting to get hot. So you got the Memphis football rolling, Grizzlies preseason starting. And then Memphis basketball student madness this week. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what, tonight? Tonight, uh, tonight, student yeah. Madness. What, what are you? What are you getting fired up for? What, what are you? What are you? Are you? Are you? Are you joining the revolution of Memphis football? Oh, everything. I mean, it's great. I, I want. You know, I'm glad. It's it's when you cover sports here. There's you know makes it easy. To, you don't have to go searching for stories <laughs> right That's there right. in front of you. It's a That's lot right. of fun. Um, you know, well, you know, I. It's more like. Once we get to November and the games start, because like that's my favorite part is the games. That's everyone's. That's what yeah. That's what you love. Um, and so when you got Tiger basketball games, you got Grizzlies games, you got Memphis football playing consequential November games. Hopefully, yep. Um, yeah, that, that's that's the best. Uh, but I'm excited for it all. I mean, I'm glad Memphis football is relevant. Like they're they're basically when you drew it up at the beginning of the season. If you were like, obviously five and zero would be the perfect scenario, but I think most realistic Tiger fans would say like, I want them to be four and one after like like four and one after five, and that's exactly what they are going in, and they've set up this Tulane game to mean something. Yep, and uh, so I, that's really exciting to me. I know it hasn't been perfect, but it like listen, four and one is four and one. I'm glad we're playing meaningful football here on Friday the thirteenth. Uh, in a couple in in a week or so, freaky game. Um, yeah, no, it's gonna be and it's gonna be. I I I know people. It'll be interesting how it, 
the reaction is just because I know Friday is a little awkward because there's high school football going on. That's usually a high school football night, but I kind of like it I for love Memphis Friday night games. That it's you know like this is a big the, the it's a big game, and it, if it was on Saturday, it would get lost in the shuffle. A hundred percent. And but having a, a spotlight on Friday night, I think will be good. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Like if it will feel. Like it, like if you go, it will feel like a big game, mm-hmm. you know, because it will be. A, I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be ESPN, right? It's ESPN mm-hmm. standalone, so yeah, it will feel like the big game that it is, as opposed to, I don't know, like I college football is becoming increasingly a, a, a weekday sport, you know, like it uh, sometimes. I mean, it's don't I mean, we have don't we have college football games tonight? It's I mean, been it's, well, it's been it, it's been that way for a while, and I think you're going to see more and more in that more and more of that. Because these leagues, we have two, are going to want to. They want to stay on ESPN, and that's what like <laughs> exactly, now exactly. at this point, or whatever, whatever the major. No they want to be on uh, TV. They want to be on TV, and this is where they can get the biggest audience uh, on the. And they they so they agree to do it. The Mac play action on Wednesday. They've been doing it for a while. Thursday night football, all that. But no, what am I most? I think I'm most excited about Tiger football though, just because they're playing games already. Like, right, right, right. You know, Tiger Bat. I think. I think Tiger basketball and the Grizzlies feel like they're kind of in similar spots. Like there are scenarios where you can that you can come up and come up with in your head where you go, "This could be this could be an awesome season." No, like, no. Uh, like a like a you know, who's to say the Grizzlies can't go to the Western Conference Finals this year? Who's to say you know this Tiger basketball team gets to the second weekend and has a shot at the Final Four? You know, like. I could see both those things playing out for these teams. I don't know if it's the most likely thing happening, you know, scenario for both these teams, but there's enough there where you're, you know, but they also have major, um, you know, things that they're going to have to overcome. Um, in the Grizzlies case, it's the, you know, the John Morant suspension. Um, and in the, in Tiger basketball's case, it's like, you know, there's, it's like a brand new team. You know, you're going to have to like, you know, just figure out how how all you were just talking about it, how all the pieces fit together. Yep. Um, but I, I'm excited for all three. But right now, in this moment, just because Tiger football is in the middle of it, yeah. You know, I'm, yep. I'm pretty excited. I'm excited for that Tulane game on Friday night. Yeah, I mean, it, it does sort of feel like um, I don't know. Memphis football has has done exactly what it's supposed to have done, yeah. um, and like there's. I, the, do you get the sense that people are content? Oh, I mean, I think, you know, we said this three-game stretch was going to define, kind of define this team a little bit. They're one and one. And, yep. like, I think there will be a slight, there's definitely going to be a difference if you're one and two or two and one. Like, is it a close loss to Tulane? Is it a win against Tulane? Is it a, you know, you get blown out. Do you blow blow them out? I like, mean, at how this point, it, it needs to be a win, right? I mean, I'm not saying it's like, oh, if you don't win. I'm not saying like, it needs to be a win. Like, I, ultimately, if if you look at the league, they'll be one and one in league if they lose this game. Like, they can, will they? They probably lose. It'll probably be very tough to host the AAC championship game if you lose to two. My guess is, is if you lose to Tulane uh, in a week. But I think there's still very much. It would still very much be up for grabs that you know that second spot in the right. AAC championship game, even if you lose to Tulane. But I do think you want to, you know, you don't want to get blown out by Tulane. You know, if you lose, um, and that would that would be. Uh, now I will say, like, if you're talking about like momentum for the program and like enthusiasm within the city, yeah, you're right. You need to win. Like, ultimately, the last two seasons have put. Ryan Silverfield and this and this program in a spot where the only way they're going to like win back the people they've lost is to go on a significant run. Yep. Like you have to just start piling up wins. Yep. And um, you saw how delicate it was during the first half of the uh, Boise State game, or first quarter and a half of the Boise State game, where when they were down seventeen nothing, like the things I was getting sent on my like social media platforms and like what people were, you know commenting about what people were thinking about like it was uh you know you saw how delicate the whole situation is in that moment and then it was awesome they came back you know a a comeback that i you know honestly i'm i'm hopeful was more than just like a comeback in that game like that will that yes. is going to be a moment in time that propels this team um to something more than what it's been 
Um, because, they, you know, they were 4-1 last year, too, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, like, it's once they've gotten to conference play yes. uh, the past couple years is where they've really been exposed. It was nice, though, like, to see them on the other side of a of a collapse like that. Oh, yeah. They're now 2-1 and one in these close. They were 0-4 in games decided by a single, like, a, like a touchdown or less last year. They're 2-1 they're and one now. Um, so they've now won. I mean, that matters. I mean, you know, it, it could, yeah. like, it's one of those things where it's like uh, that is probably like the most uh, high variance sort of spot in football, right? Like those mm-hmm. one sco- one score games, like you'll see it in the NFL all the time, right? Like like the Vikings last year. The Vikings got off to like a eleven and one start, and they were like ridiculous in one score games. Mm-hmm. And then you look, you know, a year yeah. later, and they're. The, that record flips. Well, you know, all these coaches tell you it's fine line. It fine, is. They, <laughs> between the outhouse and the penthouse, yeah, brother. Yeah, fine line between winning and losing. Yeah, so. Um, so it's uh, they're, they're, they're walking the tightrope the right way right now, um, and it was an impressive win over Boise State. And like I said, it, they've earned themselves like this, I think, what's going to be a nice opportunity against Tulane. Um, and, you know. Tulane hasn't looked like a world beater. No, you know, not, uh, like ultimately, like yes, it's going to be a tough game, but you get them at home where you've been really good. Do you think Memphis will be favored? No. What do you? What do eh, you? Maybe it. Maybe because it's home. I mean, they have not lost yeah. in the conference in like what one time. Yeah, in and the two, last twenty. And I think if you look at like if you look at the history like since Nor- Norvell was here. And even Fuente, I think, or really since that new stadium down there opened in Tulane, it's like Tulane wins in New Orleans and Memphis wins in Memphis right. in this series in recent years. So That's how I'm, it's I'm gone. Like, I'm curious. Like, I do think, uh, I think either way, it's going to be a really short line. I think, like, I, I, yeah, for sure. I, I, I don't think It'll it be under gets a field past, goal either way. Yeah, I don't think it gets past Tulane minus three, right? Like I, and, and certainly mm-hmm. it won't be. It won't get to Memphis minus three. I would think. I would think Tulane's the favorite. I with, think with like, Pratt, like, if Pratt yes. Pratt played the last game and looked okay, not great. Yeah, okay. he didn't look very good. Um, to me. But he's got a week off now. Like I, I think if Pratt his first game back, yeah. Okay, I think if Pratt's playing, yeah. they're going to be favored. Yeah, I mean because it it really took that second half with that offense before they looked like themselves. But that makes sense. He was out for yeah, a while. Yeah, exactly, and, exactly. Yeah, so it'll. Uh, That'll be a fun one next Friday. Um, what are you most excited about? I think I'm probably most excited about the Grizzlies, honestly. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because I, I, I love, like, of all the positions that each of these teams is in, I think I like theirs the best. Okay. Um, because, yeah. you know, nobody really believes that they're— They've got the biggest runway. They really do, and they're going to get, like— they're going to get the re the reinforcement of all reinforcements. Twenty five games into the season, like I think they're I think they're good enough to be. You know, if if we're talking about twenty five games, I think they could easily be five games above five hundred uh, by the time Ja comes back. I I found the reassuring part of media day was the news to me that Ja's going to be able to practice and be with the team. One, I think it's probably good for him. Yeah, you know, yes, I know there's the obvious like, well, he got in trouble on the road. You know, last year, and he's going to be on the road. But I think being around the team, whatever risks there are from that, being around the team to me outweighs that those risks, makes the risks worth it in my mind. Because um, I, I think it would be worse for him and for his come, you know, him coming back if he was having to be separated from them for large periods of time. Um, and so. I liked that, and then I liked that he's going to be able to hit the ground running in game 26. Like, I thought I was a little concerned, like, okay, he's going to come back, and there's going to be, like, a month adjustment period, and there'll probably still be a little bit of an adjustment period, but it it feels like it's not going to have to be as long as as I originally thought it might have to be. And so I'm with you. I think they'll manage fine during the 25 games he's out. Nothing to me about this is ultimately going to prevent them from accomplishing what they want to accomplish. And I I, I assume Ja is going to come back with a vengeance. I, I think in the 100%. short term, yep. I, I think this season, I'm expecting, you know, once he comes back, a lot from him. And also, I think this team is a, you know, 
once again in the mix yep. in the Western Conference. I, you know, I, they're certainly not the favorite, right? Uh, or even probably among the favorites. Uh, but they're lurking. They I would are. put them in the lurking they're, category, and, and, they're, and they're quickly in, in you know in circles that I'm a part of. They're quickly becoming darlings, uh, just in terms of the value here. Uh, well, the a, win total, I think there is some value there. They've yes. got a decent shot at beating, what is it, 45? Yeah, 45 and a half. I mean, 46, I mean, I, this is a regular season team. I mean, uh, they have to maybe hopefully one day they become a postseason team, but they, we know that they get results in the, in the regular season if they have Steven Adams, Jaron Jackson, Desmond Bain. Like, we know that. Yeah. No, they've, I mean, they've just got to, I mean, the only question is who's the fifth starter right now for this, these 25 games. That's right. the only thing up in the air, right. it feels like, in this training camp. And, um, no, I think you're right. I think they'll survive, especially if you look at the schedule. Um, it's pretty. A lot of those early games are at home. Yeah. You know, you have a lot of those, uh, I mean, there is a road trip there, but it's like Portland twice. Well, they've got two, they've got, two, it's weird, they've got two West Coast trips Right at the beginning of the season, right like within the first month of the season, they're going out west twice. Yep, um, and some of them are for the for the whatever this, what is it the in season term the cup. What are they? What are they calling yeah, it? Yeah, it's it's the NBA Cup. Yeah. NBA Cup. I'm not gonna. I, I really don't want to get on board with it, and I feel like they're trying. Like, am I gonna have to get on board with this? Am I gonna like go to one of the? Am I gonna have to go cover the cup games? Like, is like, am I gonna make yeah. a? Like, I'm gonna have to be at those. Well, those are Grizzlies games. I have to be at. Yeah, because I feel like I don't want to make them. I don't want to give them that uh that that type of importance. I, I feel like that's a. I mean, the Grizzlies probably would be one of the teams that cares about it. Like I could see them, like the Magic, I think the it, Hawks. I think the teams are going to care about it once if they if a team makes it to like Vegas where they they're doing the semis and the finals, they'll care about it then. I I can't imagine these teams are going to like amp it up to another level. Any more than they would. Like ultimately, I think it'll be the same type of game a NBA game is, where the first three quarters, unless there's like some sort of rivalry, are kind of like a feeling out process, and then everyone plays hard in the fourth quarter. And it feel like what that's like uh, like half of NBA games are. Yes. Um, or they turn into a blowout really quick. Yes. Um, I mean, it's, been, I mean, it's it, like the other twenty five percent, and then. There's another 25% that are actually great games in the regular season. Yeah, it's right. like only a quarter of them exactly. are actually great games in the regular season. There's 25% that are total blowouts. And then there's like another 50% where it's like kind of like, uh, but then maybe in the fourth quarter it gets good. Yes. Uh, NBA regular <laughs> season, is, a, is a, it's a tough product. It, I know. It, you know and, and maybe it will be enhanced by the new rules in the CBA about award eligibility and things like that yeah. and the new policy and stuff like that. But Yes, uh, the the problem with the NBA is that um, motivations are just flying all over the place. You know, mm-hmm. night to night, you don't know who cares and who doesn't. Yeah, but at, at once every four nights, there's like a you yeah. Know, once every four games, it's well, like I mean, a good it, one. You, you got to you know, get, you they, get they, they, they pulls you back in. You got to get you got to get the right teams <laughs> though. You know, there has to be like a narrative. There has to be like a beef or something. You know, yeah. has to be like or a someone has to team. do something. That's a, that's what Dylan was good for. Sometimes uh, he, he could, could turn a regular season game up a notch. D- Dylan was like a fluffer. Marcus Smart could do that too, though. I feel like with Marcus oh, yeah, Smart, no, it's the same thing. Yeah. Like he's got a little. He's got. He's got a little bit of what that 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 salt Dylan had, but he's just. I mean, I, I don't think he's. Maybe I'm wrong here, but it feels like he's uh, a little more in control of that. Uh, yes, that uh, part of him. Yes, no doubt. Uh, okay, uh, so that's that on the Grizz. I did bet the uh, the over on the win total. It's a okay. fun little sweat, you know, like whatever. Yeah. Just have something to care about because I don't like betting game to game on NBA regular season for the, all of the reasons that you just outlined. Yeah, because uh, I only know who cares about 25 percent of the time. Uh, but uh, also we got some interesting uh, developments today in terms of the AAC conference uh, basketball race uh, okay. with college basketball as that gets going. Student Mad, are you going to that, by the way, Student Madness? I'm planning on it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll see what it's like tonight. Yeah. Uh, I don't be- know if I'm like – I'm certainly – it doesn't feel like I'm going to be the target audience for this. Well, so no, it's hard to, it's so, hard yeah. to uh, – I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm gonna really be passing judgment on the. Event. Yeah, I mean, I think if they were trying, I'm just there to like talk. You know, be around the be around yes. the team a little bit. And there's no pearl I jam. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna be. Pl- I don't. Maybe they'll have a scrimmage. I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe. You know, it, they turn into like just them dunking and yeah. stuff. But you know, maybe they'll work in some. Uh, you know, inner Sandman for you. They got what, big boogie, right? Yeah, big boogie. Is, yeah, is, that's my guy. Is the uh, is the <laughs> is the act tonight? Um, FAU favored. Plus one eighty at Caesars, Memphis plus three fifty. That'd be good for second. UAB's third at plus five hundred. Um, 
does that jive with what you sort of your perception of the, well, how this Say it one more time. You? It's uh, FAU favorite plus one eighty. Mm-hmm. Um, then Memphis plus three fifty. UAB is third plus five hundred. Um. Yeah, I mean, I feel like to me, Memphis and FAU. I can understand if you want to make FAU like the co-favorite. I would put them as like to me like wow. But I would, I would, I think I would favor Memphis. I think their talent. Wow, you would favor Memphis over FAU. Yeah, yeah, because I think ultimately for the conference race, like I don't know what in terms of like what I think about. I think this Memphis team has the ingredients to be really, really good. I think it might take a little time for them to become really, really good because there's so many new people. But I, I think by I think they're going to be really good in conference play. I think with the type of schedule Penny put together, they're going to suffer some setbacks in non-conference play, I think, because they're going to be figuring each other out right. playing against tough competition. I think Penny put a schedule together where there's enough opportunities where I think if they can, even if they go 5-5 five and five in non-conference play, in those like 10 tough games they have, yep. which would make them like 8-5 and five going into uh, non-conference play, or conference play, excuse me, I think they're going to, you know, like, yes, FAU is going to be a tough game, two tough games. But I don't know. I don't think the league's going to be that good. And I think this team, by the time they get to conference play, is going to be really good <laughs> because they've got so many good, uh, talented guys. They're going to figure out how to play together. They're going to figure out pecking order and rotation by then, and they're going to run through the league. That's, I, that's what I think. That's how I think this is going to play out. It's going to be – you know, maybe hopefully not as dramatic as two years ago, the Amani Bates, Jalen Dernier, but in terms of like structure of wins and losses, I kind of see it being similar to that, where they like suffer some setbacks in non conference play, but by the end of the year they're really, really good. Yeah. Um and so I, I do think it has potential to be bumpy, though. Like, uh, you know, especially because the schedule is – I don't think people realize how brutal the schedule is. It's like it's – it's got to be among the toughest schedules in no the doubt. country in terms of preseason. I mean, I'm sure – Right. You know, we don't know how good these teams end up being once push comes to shove. Yep. Um because you have you have road games in there, man. I mean, they're mm-hmm. freaking road games. Those are tough to win. You have A and M on the road. You have Ole Miss on the road. You have Missouri on the road. Like those are, mm-hmm. you could easily lose and, all three of those games. And you don't have Penny for the first three games, right? So it's um, going to be. But you know, although Stansberry is is a, is as good as it gets in terms of an interim there. Oh yeah, I no, mean, and it's only one. It's the t- the it's the two Missouri, of the three right? games yeah. are 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 you know they'll, they'll they should win. Exactly. It would be shocking if they lost. Yes, it's the Missouri game on the road that is a. A toss up, no, and then and I think Dennis Gates is uh is just amazing. I think he's a great coach. Well, they all, and they also get Clemson at home. It's like a there's a month there's a month stretch where they don't play a game at home, and then they play in like back to back game back to back to back games in December. They go uh, um, Clemson at home, UVA at home, and then uh, Vanderbilt at home, um, and the UVA game. Is going to be the same night John Morant returns from uh, from his suspension. Wow, it's gonna, that's going to be a huge night. You that know, is going to sports. Be, that is going to be a big night. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, yeah. it was funny to me that um, just maybe it was it was it should, should have been expected, but that Derrick Rose was like the big the biggest. It was it was awesome. The biggest story. That out was of like media the day. best press conference I've been in in a while. Like been like been like actually captivated by like everything the person was saying. Really? Yeah, like in a while. I'm not saying it's the best press conference ever, but I would just, right. it was Cause Penny's the had timing. Some good ones. Yeah, it was like just the, yeah, Penny's had some over the years. Tubby. Um, I don't know, Tubby, Tubby did not, not, not the whole thing. Um, not the whole you thing. You loved Tubby. You know, let's not have the Tubby erasure here on the show. I liked Tubby. He was fine. He was fine to deal with. You guys, you guys uh, went way back. I don't know about that. I, <laughs> I met him here and, and then, um, I haven't I haven't talked to him in a long time, but um, he's been here. Like I've apparently he's been at Rhodes because because of uh, Zoe. Yeah, and yeah, yep, yep. I'm right. sure. Yeah, Connor. He uh, was at many of our games last year. Yeah, yeah. I was just oh, he, in Memphis. Yeah, I was wow. just, yeah. I was just in an office with Tubby Smith and Zoe, just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> did you uh, hurl profanities at him and say, no, "How no, dare you not. take that money from?" No, Memphis? he remembered me because I was the I was one of the cameramen while he was here, so I was down on the court with them. Now, Tubby's the nicest guy ever, but he, it was just He's a horrible, a, horrible fit. It just wasn't a good fit. It wasn't yeah. – I don't – I honestly, like, 
people got mad at Tubby for being Tubby. Like, oh, you no know, question. and like, no like and it was like un, was un, a little unfair to him in that way. He also should have adapted to the, like the place he was at. Like ultimately, for if sure. he wanted to make this work, like, like that's part of being a coach yeah, is like he adapting. Had $15 million guaranteed. So he didn't have to do anything. He just had yeah. to be himself. You it know? was on, it was, a, it was an unfortunate decision by him yep. and an unfortunate decision by Memphis. They're, it was just, a, it was it, whatever. <laughs> it's a good thing. Like, the, it's a good thing Penny was available. It was like perfect timing, and it's worked out by and large. I know like everyone wants to see Penny go to the second weekend, but by and large, this has been an overwhelming success. No doubt, Penny Hardaway is the head coach, just in terms of stabilizing the program. The, um, you know, I know there's bigger goals uh, out there, but you know, it has done what was the immediate goal, which was like stabilize a program that was like cratering all of a sudden. Absolutely. In terms of Derrick Rose's uh, production on the court, mm-hmm. is do you think there will be anything? Like, wh- what do you think I that think looks they're like? going to use him at the beginning of the year when Ja's not playing. Uh, do I think he's going to be in the playoff rotation? I That would probably mean there's been some injuries if he's in the playoff rotation, I would think. that That's what my expectation is. Now, maybe he's got, you know, something left in the tank. He can be like that guy who comes off the bench and is like a scoring point guard for you for you know mm-hmm. to give you a little burst off the bench um your 10th man type of deal I yep. mean I could see that happening over time um but I think you know it's it, for him in a way it feels like the first 25 games are going to be an audition to see if he's got anything left in the tank and if once Ja comes back and if it feels like he's kind of like on his last legs they'll probably you know like he probably will be out of lo- rotation so he's got like twenty. I feels like that. That's what it feels like to me. He's got training camp, preseason, and twenty five games to show like what he's got left. Um, but I think after hearing his him talk, um, and maybe I'm drawing too much into it. I, I my immediate reaction was he could play zero minutes for this team, and he'll help this. Lo- he's going to help this team. Agreed. Totally. Um, having a guy like that in the locker room. So like I don't really care whether he like. I think he's got a lot left to give, whether it's on the court or off the court. And I'm glad, you know, I, I know some people were like, whoa, like two-year deal. What are you doing here? But like they needed, they needed to, they, they needed to react to what happened last season in that locker room where like, you know, it was just, you know, there were distractions and there were, there was not really anyone to help kind of get the ship righted emotionally like they kind of never really addressed what you know what happened to them in the middle of that season where their you know their best player just got yanked essentially yanked himself from the team uh with his decision making um and like it, it just they needed someone to help they needed help in that locker room they needed veterans and i'm glad the front office recognized it you know it was like it was time agreed um and I think they did a really – it seems to me they did a really nice job with Marcus Smart. Seems like a really nice fit with what they needed and and what he is. Yeah, it's not perfect. I I, I wish he was 6'7", not 6'3", but, like, I think he's – I think other than that, it's a really nice fit. Um, and then I after hearing what Derrick Rose said, like, if he's someone Ja is going to be willing to listen to, like – Based on what I heard, like that's a guy I want him listening to. Like that's a guy who has a lot of uh, perspective and wisdom uh, after whatever it's been fifteen years yeah. in the league. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm uh, I'm optimistic uh, for this season. That this season is like they are going to have just as good a shot as they had last year at this thing this season, even though. They've got this 25-game suspension they're going to have to deal with at the beginning of it all. Uh, I'm sure you've seen the uh, the U2 concert in the Sphere, right? I've seen like some of the clips. Yeah, it looks really cool. I mean, is it is it? Uh, I don't know. If, are you a U2 guy? I'm, I'm not like the biggest U2 fan, but like it's like in my you know wheelhouse. Right. We're like not, if we're... I was you know if I was putting on like uh, shuffle on like uh, a station on like Amazon or yeah. Spotify, like. If it came up, I wouldn't just like automatically change it. You know, I'd listen. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Sunday, I, bloody Sunday. Or, yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, yeah. Beautiful day. 
Um, well, there was. It's funny when I lived in New York, there was this popular bar that that at least popular with my friends and the people I hung out with called Joshua Tree. That was like they would play the music videos and songs from like that U two album. <laughs> Like all like the whole night, it was like a right. YouTube bar, yeah. Uh, that played a lot, and it played like '90s music videos, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. But it like also like it was heavy on YouTube, and it was, uh, um, but yes, I'm all right with you. Do you think like the I would go like I would go to go to the Sphere? I would definitely go to a YouTube show. You would at the Sphere, yeah, for it, sure. It, it, it seems it seems what like crazy, you know, like I mean, it, it like a, a sensory just. Seems like you gotta go. It seems like yeah. it's a thing you guys gotta go Cause to. Because, like, like, you know, you, you at the, some point, the way that, um, like the lighting, you know, what I'm saying, like, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's so immersive that you, you must feel like if there's well, a background of a desert, you must feel like you are actually in a desert at sun at at dusk. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Like, will like top artists now view it as like, okay, I gotta go play a hundred percent? Because guess what? People are gonna buy the tickets. Yeah, and you're gonna be able to charge. But it only seats like what, like twenty thousand, something like that. Well, yeah, that's what FedEx Forum seats. No, I know it's not a stadium like, tour. Yeah, but yeah, but you don't get. I mean, that Beyonce doesn't now doesn't play twenty thousand seat venues. I bet you she will play the Sphere. Yeah, I, no, I bet she will too. And it'll but, be like a one night only. And thing. you'll have to pay a lot more for. And you'll and it'll to, be an. Ex, you know, it'll, it'll be a thousand dollars a ticket, and yeah. uh, you know, and, yeah. and people it'll sell out. Eighteen thousand six hundred. Eighteen thousand six hundred. Yeah. So no, it. I, I, I thought it looked awesome. It looks like, and you know, it's on. James Dolan is the guy who you know is the chief investor, the Knicks owner. Uh, the yes. Knicks and Rangers are the, the guy who says he hates owning sports teams. Um, but it seems like he uh, it's came up ama- with a good idea. It's amazing to me that the two only- point something billion dollars to build it. I think yes, the only uh, the only uh, concerts that are scheduled so far are U two, which is just weird. Like of all the, bands. I mean, U two's a big. I mean, like. I know, but like nobody else. I mean, that's all we get. You know, YouTube is just kind of random. But they're well, not. Isn't like it a, not completely like done yet? The building. I don't know. It looked done to yeah. me, but maybe like, not. I don't know. Um, Commanders Bears Thursday night. G- Mark Gennato going to be on the call for. <laughs> hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for Week Number One. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 